all you intrepid architects out there? If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your tribe here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. And I want to help you get there too. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass all the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career with real life strategies. We'll cover everything from cultivating your thought leadership to achieving your next career level, time and energy management tips to help you stay balanced, how to promote well-being in your work and your life, and conscious design with social change in mind. I'll help you move past what's no longer serving you so you can have the impact through your design you always wanted. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Welcome to the first episode of Architecting. You made it, you're here the landing pad for raw honesty about the state of our profession. I am so ready to shatter some of the memes that we've all been living with so I can help you spend your time impacting your clients, your community, the world with your work instead of living someone else's checklist. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm super excited to be able to reach out to you this way. What's different about this podcast and what I really wanted to create in the architecting community is something that goes beyond just focusing on business and marketing strategies or how to handle clients, because there's already lots of great podcasts and sites to teach you about the business of architecture. Instead, This show is about you, the creative person, and how to live the life you were built to live because of, not in spite of, being an architect. So that other stuff, it'll come. But when we focus on you and getting you into the flow, it'll be a whole lot easier to take care of that part. So the first totally non-intuitive, meme-shattering thing I want you to consider is slowing down. And before you think, what, what, and walk away, because the whole idea of even having the luxury to slow down, super nutty, take a breath, because this is my story. I am a complete alpha personality who is never slowing down, always chasing the next thing. Case in point, I'm starting this podcast But I'm also working full-time as a healthcare architect who speaks, publishes, and does research on wellness and process improvement. I just made partner at my firm. I'm on the board of two organizations, one of which I am president of as of this year. Oh, and I'm a single mom. What is she thinking, right? And I know you can relate. You're busy too. And I know that you're probably thinking, if I don't move forward, then I'm stagnating. But I got to tell you, this slowing down thing is not about stagnation. It is about grounding, about letting all the chatter die down so you can be more purposeful and more effective, which means doing less better. (laughs) 
Hence why this podcast. It is just so important for all of us to have a touchstone and the mentorship we need to kind of redirect us when we're going into our heads and distill things down and to help us stop following other people's rules on what a successful career looks like. I also want to help you see how you can move forward in your in your career without having to feel like you're making any compromises. And I'm especially talking to all you mama architects out there, especially those of you who felt you had to decelerate so you could make room for your kids. I want to tell you and show you that you can have it all without being burned out and without making compromises. So first, I'm going to share a little bit of my story because I personally chose to follow the supermom model. It was just 10 years ago that I was the mother of two young kids, also dealing with both of my parents' debilitating illnesses. I'd even moved across the country to help care for them in their last years. At the same time as all of that was going on, my now ex-husband was going through severe mental health and addiction crises, which was creating all kinds of chaos in our home. I also was working full-time for a company that treated its employees as if we should be grateful to have a job at all. So up until this point, I'd always been focused on meeting expectations as a daughter, a wife, a mother, and yes, as an architect. At that point in my career, that looked like getting licensed, pursuing specialty certifications, working towards promotions, and that all sounds familiar, right? And instead of slowing down, I was so afraid of not being on track with some imaginary timetable, I kept taking on more. I was afraid to slow down. I was afraid to delegate because I needed to prove to people that I could do the things that I wanted to do. And it really led to a lot of unnecessary suffering on my own part. But it did have a silver lining, which led me to get into career coaching. Like all great stories, this starts with a bad experience, right? So I can remember vividly having a discussion with one of the partners at the firm I was working with at the time about a design direction a client had for a particular project. And frankly, that direction would have created the opposite of a healing environment. And I knew that he knew that too, but he was so hell-bent on pleasing this prominent client that he was just drinking the Kool-Aid. Meanwhile, alarm bells are going off in my head because all of my research, everything I knew about good design, told me this was the wrong direction. And I just kept thinking, there has to be a better way to do this. And this led me to begin writing a blog to explore some of the gnarly issues we face with clients and how we can be advocates for them, not sycophants. And eventually this led to a successful career coaching side gig because I realized how many other architects were going through this exact same thing and really not sure whether they should change firms and maybe the grass would be greener or if they were just going to have the same issues in a different place. 
And what I realized is that they just needed someone to be able to help them reconnect with their passions and find inspiration as well as the encouragement to really go for it and dream big. And that leads me to the next really important thing that we need to do if we're going to get architecting, and that is taking a stand for the hell yes over the good enough. That's right. It doesn't seem like this should be a thing for architects, because we all think we're all about the ideals, right? Unfortunately, Ideals are really vague, and usually our ideals are based in a future tripping scenario instead of being about having an action plan for what we're going to do today, tomorrow, right now. And you can't stop settling until you know what you really want. And it is so, so important to be deeply connected to your why. And I work on this issue with every single one of my coaching clients. And I also find it's pretty handy with my architecture clients too. Because when I do my work from that place of deep passion, which in my case is promoting well-being through design, everything flows. It feels effortless. And I'm able to explain it to my clients in a way that connects with them and that they understand. And taking that stand for my hell yes career has allowed me to not just leave that toxic firm, but to also take the time to find an amazing, super progressive company like GBB on where I now work and not compromising on what I wanted to do. And it's also meant that over the years, all of the interests I'd been cultivating really had the opportunity to take off. I had done some speaking and dabbled in publishing on a limited scale. But now, now that I had that clarity and that point of view, I had the opportunity to go deep into my area of specialization and develop true expertise. This is a genius strategy. And it makes you feel really fulfilled, except it's not everything. There's still more. And the next thing that needs to be tackled in our profession is the transition away from being a doer. And being a doer is really rooted in that need to prove ourselves. It's hustle energy, and it's sort of the way we're built as architects. But I would also argue that it's a little bit of an addiction for us, because when you're in it, nothing you do is ever good enough. You accomplish something, but you think about how you could have done more or explored a different path. And we even teach our baby architects while they're in school through the whole crit process, to be competitive, fear-based, and constantly question their decisions. Our work is iterative, and there's no such thing as a right answer. But what's really important is to have confidence and conviction in what you're doing and why. Otherwise, you're going to just have more and more stress and not in a good way. My story, my doer story, 
led me to experience a huge amount of stress and overwhelm. And I know you are too. And even despite any success you might achieve, if you don't shift, you're going to feel burned out. Dun, dun, dun. And in my case, you know, it's bad when as birthday and Christmas presents, your kids are buying you stress relief lotions and candles. And I couldn't stop. I was so busy proving myself and pushing for success that I wasn't really making the time to enjoy life. Instead, it was all about achieving milestones. And it took some work to move past that need for validation so I could stop being triggered by other people. Only then could I practice the way I really wanted to as a mentor and as an advocate and let go of things needing to be a certain way. What I realized is that when you instead impart your passion and your message to others and let them run with it, they amplify it and it becomes more powerful. They do things with it you could have never thought of or that you didn't have the skill set or ability to take there. And that's amazing. And that is really what we're here to do. This is how we change the world by letting go of the attachment to our creative process and instead using it to empower other people. This was radical thinking for me, but I realized that if I wanted to truly build an authentic and purposeful career, I had to get out of that validation trap. Um, I have to share with you, I just got new business cards because I just made partner a few months ago. And looking at that card for the first time in my entire career, I did not want to change a single thing on it. In my early career, when I'd look at my business card, I'd see that it didn't say I was licensed yet or I didn't yet have a title. Then I wanted the next title up and specialty certifications. Then I wanted fellowships and to be a partner. So now I'm there, right? That business card says exactly what I wanted to say. But some of these things probably took me longer than I needed for them to take because I didn't have my motivation right. As an example, a couple years ago, I was pursuing my ACHA fellowship and I had my first encounter with the slowdown. I had to stop and really say, what has my career been about and why do I want this? Was it just because I could get it? Just for the status? Just to check a box in case somebody was keeping track? Maybe because other people had it and I wanted to be like them. And as you might expect, the answer to those questions was yes. And what I realized was each of those yeses were the wrong answer. None of them are good reasons. They're caked in ego and they come from a place of competitiveness and fear. 
if I wanted to get elevated to this particular fellowship, I had to go deeper. I had to move past the doing to the being and say, instead, what impact have I had? And when I did, I found lots of really good reasons to pursue this fellowship. And these reasons came from a place of wanting to share my mastery and helping others know that I could be a resource for them. So the fellowship wasn't a badge of honor. It actually marked a transition for me. So the next thing that I wanted to explore is this idea of competency versus artistry. This is a big wall that creative people hit and hit hard. And it boils down to how comfortable you can be with uncertainty, which is the essence of creativity, right? Because doing what you know works is the opposite of that. As I've pursued my own career, I've had a chance to work at a lot of different firms around the country, everything from a small two-person firm where I was employee number two, all the way to firms with multiple offices. And I've had my own come-to-Jesus moments about what it takes to be competent and do your job, something I call the compulsories. You know, keeping clients happy, navigating office politics, making sure you're following the building codes, all of that really important stuff that's really just about being competent, not about the artistry of architecture. And because it really is hard to do all those compulsories well, people get lost in them. They even hide behind them and the busyness that they can generate. And over the years, I found that when people come to me and ask for advice and feel stalled out in their career, they're often too overwhelmed by that busyness to even know what to do about it. And I started to really ponder all of these kinds of career crisis moments, starting with the things we complain about and then thinking about how we can evolve that situation. And what I realized is it all comes down to passion. And I personally recommend that you juggle that need to do the compulsories with the artistry of the profession in kind of a high-low mix where you can have that big picture as your frame of reference, but then shift focus to the more heads-down kind of work. And believe me, I am not this super structured planner, but I did realize that without a roadmap, you can't engage in something bigger than you, bigger than just showing up at work every day and doing your job. And I also realized that by doing that, the showing up and doing the compulsories has far more meaning and leads you to be a whole lot more purposeful about your career. When we are connected with our own passions, we draw our clients' passions out of them. And you've experienced it on those projects where things just align, right? And it's magic. 
And shouldn't every project be like that? I mean, the world just plain does not need any more mediocre buildings. Done! Enough! I hear so many architects lament that as a profession, we're being devalued. Or look at how our clients don't really want to listen to us. They just want to give us orders. But then look at how we're so willing to just hunker down and be the waitress, right? Safe in our comfort zone, even though we complain like hell about it. It's been a cause for me to help our profession wake up and get smarter about what we are doing and why. I hope you will join me in architecting and really advocating for that well-rounded architecture lifestyle that's fun and leads to meaningful and impactful work that doesn't deplete you. I hope you will join me in connecting with your why and stop living someone else's checklist. Let's also get right with our motivation and move past that need for validation and proving ourselves all the time and shift into that being energy where we can make an impact. And finally, be the artist you are called to be. No compromises. Your unique talents and insights mean way too much to just put them aside. This is what architecting is all about. Design is too important for you not to thrive. You thrive when you get out of overwhelm, when you stop feeling like a victim to your boss or your client, and you stop believing that making a real difference isn't possible because it is. As architects, we want to keep evolving, whether it's as designers, as partners, or as parents. We don't want to put what is a vocation, not just a job or a career on the back burner, but we're tired of putting the rest of our lives on the back burner too. If you find yourself no longer willing to settle in your work or your quality of life, and are ready to get out of the comfort zone of the good enough. I want to welcome you to take this journey with me to get in touch with your why and fully express it with grace and joy and ease. This is what I call the architecture lifestyle. Today was just the beginning I have so many great episodes planned that will really touch on all the issues we talked about today and more, as well as some amazing interviews about how to be fearless advocate and how to truly be high performing. It isn't what you think. So stay tuned and join me for future episodes. It's going to be good. Thanks for being part of this episode of Architecting. If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. 
You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. Mm-hmm.